0: Welcome to the SEO Leadership Podcast. The SEO Leadership Podcast is a show that features some of the highest performers in the SEO industry and beyond. Our goal in this podcast is to dive into the strategies, disciplines, and mental models of leaders who excel in SEO and beyond. My name is Graham Bargeron, and I'll be your host. Thanks for listening in. I am so excited to introduce our leader for today's episode, Stephanie Barbaran. Stephanie is the managing editor for the Los Angeles Business Journal and helps drive their SEO and editorial strategy. Over the course of her career, Stephanie has built up 15 years of experience in both content and SEO strategy development. In her spare time, Stephanie leads the content strategy and production company, Q2 Content Consulting, Outside of work, you'll probably find Stephanie spending time with her husband and two kids or perhaps perfecting her technique in figure skating, which she is also passionate about. Stephanie, it's an absolute honor. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me, Graham. It's a pleasure to speak with you today.
0: So I wanted to start with understanding your current role and how you got there. So uh, tell me about your your role and, and how you got to where you are.
1: Well, um, I studied journalism and started in B2B print and digital publications and um, then pivoted to SEO. Um, And after several uh, roles in agency and in-house and consulting environments, um, working in medical, legal, finance, services, uh, SEO content, um, I was able to it bring things kind of full circle with this role, um, at the LA business journal, um, been there about a year now doing print and digital. And, uh, really it's, it's an exciting opportunity to enhance, uh, you know, or build on a print publication with a respected 40 year history and work on enhancing their digital, uh, presence. And, um, you know, those are are really exciting projects for me.
0: So I'm, I'm curious to understand in your, your various roles across the agencies, all the way up to your current role with uh, the LA Business Journal, the various exposures that you've been uh, given to various types of leadership and how you have grown yourself as a leader all along the way. I'm curious to know, how would you define leadership?
1: Um, well, let me preface this with, um, I have been really privileged and blessed to work with a variety of teams and the people that I've worked with and for um, have been extremely generous with sharing ideas and sharing resources and uh, collaborating. And I think that all of those are extremely important um, pieces of, of what people Need to be open to as they're growing um, uh, in any field. For me personally, I am most inspired by and aspire to follow the servant leadership model. Um, And that is really focusing on being uh, someone who looks to set other people up for success and remove obstacles. So whether that's the people I'm Working with directly on my team or across departments or the people I'm working for, I focus on finding ways to make things smooth and efficient and um, look for, you know, where the holes are that need to be plugged and whatever I can do to um, really understand their goals and our collective goals and um, facilitate alignment toward you know keeping us all rowing in the same direction. So that when I think of leadership, I'm looking for ways to be over communicative so that we are understanding each other on, on both sides of what we're doing and uh, constantly learning. And then, uh, like I said, really um, aiming to uh, help everyone succeed.
0: So shifting gears a little bit. I I know uh, within your field, you do um, a lot of editorial work. You work with a lot of content, Um, but I'm curious to know if you uh, have a book that you commonly recommend to others or maybe a book that has been influential for you in your work.
1: Um, Besides the AP Style Guide? uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, no. uh, In terms of... Um, career growth and leadership. Um, just sticking with our theme today, I <laughs> two books stand out um, that were uh, that had a, a pretty profound impact on me um, in the last like five or six years of my career. And those are the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. And particularly the approach to prioritization in that book, um, and then more recently, um, "Measure What Matters" by John Doerr, and um, that—I mean, just the title alone—is an awesome reminder to really focus on, um, you know, limiting the kinds of. Um, Metrics and definitions of success that you're looking to um, in terms of what is actually going to get you to the finish line of what you're trying to achieve.
0: I haven't read Measure What Matters, uh, but I will after this conversation. <laughs> I'm really excited to read that. Uh, you mentioned the approach to prioritization in the seven habits of highly effective people.
1: Mm-hmm. It's been a
0: few years since I've read that book. Uh, would you mind quickly walking through uh, that approach to privatization and maybe some of the ways that that plays out in your your day-to-day or has played out in your career up to this point?
1: Sure. Um, actually, the uh, the name of my company, Q2, uh, partly comes from it. So um, I'm specifically referring to the uh, Covey Quadrants or um, what was previously referred to as um, the Eisenhower box. Um, we're talking about looking at urgency versus importance. And so if you divide up these four quadrants, and you're looking at what's urgent and important versus what's urgent, but less important, and um, important, but not urgent, and, and so on, if you if you really break down what your tasks are, and what your goals are, and where they fall. Um, And, you know, those things can can move from quadrant to quadrant throughout the day. Um, But if you're, if you're setting your task list, according to those quadrants, as opposed to just a never ending list of things you need to do, it helps you make decisions more quickly. So I know that in Q1, there are things that are urgent, um, that just have to get done. Uh, but, um, so the idea is you want to live in Q2 where you're doing things that are not necessarily urgent, but they are the most important. You want to be making progress on those all the time. So if you're stuck in Q1, which is urgent and important, um, it's it's that you feel like you're on the, the hamster wheel constantly and you're going to burn out and you are going to get like all the things that have to be that seem like they have to be done right now. Um, but those are, are usually incremental short term wins. And Q2 is looking at the really long term wins. Um, Q4, by the way, is not urgent and not important. So, well, you may need to spend time, you know. Taking a break and browsing, you know, social media for a uh, breather, which is healthy occasionally. If you go down the rabbit hole too far and you're just wasting time, that's a problem. But um, w- what I'm talking about in terms of decision making is that you want to look at what's going to have the biggest impact. And, you know, obviously you need to put out the fires, uh, but. You also need to budget your time throughout the day to spend some, you know make progress on the things that are gonna move the needle um, for the, those those bigger uh, bigger goals or um, bigger, you know things that are gonna benefit your team and you know drive revenue or traffic. Um, it's It's also about uh, understanding, how to communicate with people about how they view their priorities. So somebody is going to come at you and say, oh, I really need this done. And if you're not having a conversation with them about what their timeline is and how important it really is to what they need to get done, um, it's very easy to interpret some a level of urgency Um, and make an improper assumption about the level of urgency that's going to throw you off course. Mm -hmm. And it's happened to me a lot of times where someone has said, oh, this is really important. I need this done right away. And a simple conversation has enabled us both to understand where it actually fit in, in relation to our other tasks and goals. And so that enabled me to say, okay, you know what? On first impression, it sounded like this needed to get done this morning, but it actually doesn't need to get done until tomorrow or next week. And then all of a sudden, you can reallocate your time to those things that are truly important.
0: That's fantastic. Uh, That that idea of you want to live in in Q2. Uh, For anybody listening, I'll make sure to include uh, a graphic in the show notes of... What Stephanie mentioned about the Covey quadrants or the Eisenhower box so you can visualize these four quadrants and uh, the power of living in in Q2 um, and I, I love Stephanie that you named your your company after uh, quadrant two as well I think that's brilliant so I, I want to move uh, from there into uh, diving into understanding what mental models or decision frameworks help guide your decisions so you've already mentioned uh, a really really powerful decision making process of the kobe quadrants of urgency versus importance and uh, understanding that yes you have to put out the fires but you need to budget time for what really matters uh, as you mentioned Uh, in addition to that are there any other Uh, decision frameworks or mental models that you use? And has there been anything that you found is is most effective in making uh, either big or important decisions in your work?
1: Yeah, I I can't underscore enough um, the need to ask questions and communicate uh, with the people you're working with. Um, Your interpretation of priorities and goals is your interpretation. And so without a lot of communication and conversation about how others view those and how those are being communicated and what it looks like in practice. How um, how a decision or a goal breaks into actions that you are personally responsible for and that your team is responsible for. Um, it, and the amount of time allocated for each of those things, managing the expectations on both sides—all of those things play into the, the day-to-day decision making on how you're um, going to take your next steps. Um, so, the other thing that I, you know, I touched on before is understanding uh, the other person's um, priorities and their goals. So, and this is especially important if you're working across departments or, or collaborating with other vendors, um, or other contractors, uh, for, for a company, if you don't understand from the get-go where they are at with what they are delivering on, um, you're not going to be able to, to fold things in as seamlessly as you could, um, otherwise. Something to remember when you're having conversations with someone about priorities is that, they might not realize what they're asking of you, just like you might not realize what you're asking of someone when you're working on a project or you're um, working on uh, hitting a deadline and you need something from another department. Someone might come to you and, and say, "They, this has happened to me. They, they need something urgently," and I will say, "Okay, uh, that's going to cost my team." five hours and you know two people uh and we're gonna have to push you know this project in order to do it for you today or we can do it you know tomorrow on this timeline or next week or um or even and you know i can train someone on your team to do it next week so when you are approached with something in if you can quantify your time and communicate that to the other person in numbers that can really help that person understand uh what they're asking of you because it, it, you know once once someone realizes oh you know writing an article actually involves a writer an editor and you know how many other people go, going through an entire production process or whatever the project is uh, the, you know, if your team is producing something uh, really well uh, from the outside, n- not everyone realizes what goes into something. And so when they ask for it, they don't always know. And that's why, if you understand the value of your time and the value of your team's time and the value of that person's time, you can communicate more effectively um, in a way that's going to help everyone understand where something fits in the big picture. Um, And it's important to do that on the other side, too, when you're asking something of uh, another team to also ask, you know, what does this look like in terms of units of time and dollars and, um, you know, where does it fit in? Because you want to know what you're really asking of someone, too. And that's why I think it's wonderful when you also open up the opportunity to train someone on something, um, because then... If, especially if some, someone is coming to you or you're going to someone for uh, uh, an ask over and over again, if, if that's something where other people can, can learn and gain a skill and you can hand off something, all of a sudden, everyone is moving forward in a new direction and, and um, you know everyone is, is gaining in some way. Um, you're gaining some time back. Someone else is gaining a skill. Um, your teams are collaborating in a new way. you um, you can even bond over things like that. Um, so you know it's it's it all plays into that, you know point about communication and value um, and understanding each other's pain points and how to collaborate on solutions.
0: if If you could give one piece of advice to you, people who may be new to the SEO industry uh, but who want to grow as a leader or maybe they're they're not even new. They just want to grow as a leader uh, uh, in, in the SEO industry. Just that one piece of advice that you could give to this person. What would that advice be?
1: My experience has shown me that um, you have to tailor your goals and the best practices to your audience and your site's purpose. Um, There there really isn't a one-size-fits-all approach. And the more you read and listen and adapt and try new things, um, you know, the the expression is, uh, uh, you know, fail quickly, you know, try it, learn from it, test it, move on and um, pivot if you need to um, follow the data to make good decisions. But um, you know, if you don't understand what your project or your website's purpose is, if you don't understand who your audience is and what they need from you, that's different than what your competitors offer. Um, you're, you're not going to get anywhere. You can apply, uh, you know, you can set realistic or stretch goals. You can apply all the best practices. But if you're not doing so in a way that makes sense for the project you're working on, and if you're not tailoring, you know, your reporting and really isolating the uh, the KPIs and the metrics that make sense for what you're trying to achieve to learn from, you're not going to get as far as you need to, um, and it's going to take longer. Um, and those those are not easy things to do, um, and they do require a lot of uh, collaboration and research and conversations. Um, uh, and they do require an ability to uh, let go sometimes of uh, pre- preconceived notions or um, you know what you really, really strongly believed was going to work. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I would say just really stay open, um, really understand the purpose of your client or the, the audience that you're reaching and uh, uh, just stay agile.
0: I uh, think that sums things up perfectly. Uh, learn, collaborate. And I, I know that you've said this before uh, to me in conversations in the past, uh, but be purpose first as well. Um, I think that is a wonderful way to sum things up. Uh, thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure for me, uh, and I feel like I've been the beneficiary of a master's degree on leadership. Oh, hardly. <laughs> <laughs> so I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much thank for joining you us.
1: So much. I, I really enjoyed the conversation, and um, really appreciate being here.
0: Thanks for listening. You can view our show notes as well as reach out to us at seoleadership.fm. That's seoleadership, all one word, .fm. Whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever corner of the internet that you find your podcasts, please subscribe so that you don't miss any of our future episodes. That's it for today's episode of the SEO Leadership Podcast. My name is Graham Bargeron. See you next time.